any of my intro? Do you want my computer? Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Here we are with Off the Wall Graffiti, immersed in art. All right, so welcome. Hi. Hi, this how are is, you? This is my good, good friend. I don't even know what I should call you, Jonathan. I could call you that. Yeah, but everybody knows me as eSpy. Okay, good. Which so, is yeah. a pseudonym. If you were to pronounce my name correctly, if you read it, it would be SB. Which but is how I say it all the Most time. people call me SB, but the ones that know me call me eSpy. eSpy. Polly has corrected me a number of times. Yeah, it's just an artist thing, a pseudonym, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Does it mean something? Well, uh, eSpy, yeah, it means to see at a glimpse. In what? In the dictionary. <laughs> okay, I'll Google that. Like, like, <laughs> like so to, to e-spy is like basically to like, if you're like driving by a road and you see a piece on the top of the rooftop, you have e-spied something. Like real quick, you can, I love you that. see that you have, it's an old term that they used, they used to use in the 1800s and I got it from, uh, uh, it was the last name, actually, of a Viet Vietnam vet who had died and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And I took his name, like, in 97. I etched his name off of his memorial, and then that was it. Oh, my God. And then you looked it up? Yes. Or, then I looked, then that day, I looked it up, found that it... I was already like, what's writing... the I was already writing, of the name? I was writing, yeah. Well, I was writing graffiti as well for a number of years, like most graffiti writers, and using terrible names. So, like, terrible names. <laughs> so, um, this was one that just, like, bam, hit me. You know, we all have a realization at some point where it hits us and we're just like, that's it. And I just saw it, etched it, bam, that was it. That you was know, it. It was over. I've been writing it ever since. Oh, when was that? How old were like you? Like I said, I was in, it was in 97, Oh, sorry, I didn't do math. So. 20. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Damn, you're 12 years old. How, how, what? What? I'm, <laughs> I, I How can you like do this. anything for 20 like years? Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm 37 now, so. Okay. So when you were 15. Yes, when I was like 15 or 16, I had been writing graffiti for like a couple years, just watching what my brother was doing. I uh, found the name and it just stuck. Okay. My brother had a terrible name too. He was like writing shrooms or something. Oh my God. But Does he, he was, write still? He, my brother is an artist, has always been. He's the one who had influenced me mainly, uh -huh. but my parents are well uh, artistic as well. Um, so I ha always had that background where it was like supported and stuff like that. Uh, but my brother was like a vandal, a skater. He would go out and like write on the school. Oh, gosh. Shit like that. Like, and his name was terrible. My brother was like the black sheep, so. So you were the white sheep. Yes, totally. I was a good, I, you know, I learned <laughs> I vicariously. I was a good vandal. I, no, I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I was really a vandal, you know. I, I practiced a lot in my backyard and stuff like that. And then underneath bridges where no one really would see them or in the middle of nowhere. Because I come from the suburbs of New Jersey where there really wasn't any graffiti at that time. So it was really frowned upon. And if you painted anywhere, it would buff over. And I truly believe, like I had discussed with Paulie earlier, um, that like you shouldn't put yourself out there until you're something. You know, don't watch, don't, don't give people an excuse to talk shit about you, basically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Don't put garbage out there and people won't be able to say, but you were doing this garbage. I haven't, I don't follow you anymore because that's the garbage you were doing. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Yeah. Is he even a writer? 
Got it. You know, so don't put even, so I really, I wait until I at least had some line control, like can't control and stuff like that. My letters took eight years till I had developed my letters. So, uh, very difficult. All right, so you're you're starting to tell us like a little bit about your origin and this particular podcast, this, Mm -hmm. this, conversation this overarching like what this one is about is um for now is stories from the streets and you said that you're and the idea of stories from the streets is that anything can be said i don't care like well, we're not judging looking no that's cool i don't care what people think about me anyway so uh <laughs> so, so, so so there might be a story that you have to tell that the one story cool. that i that really like strikes <laughs> like really sticks out to me was when i was like about 18 or 19 years old in that same town in new jersey where there wasn't really a lot of graffiti like everybody knew that it was us doing graffiti and stuff like that because we were killing stuff um but what was the town uh, it was like Beachwood, New Jersey, okay. or whatever, and um, like it sounds so beach town, like, right, right? Beautiful. It's not. You're it's really. It's like... really not though. It's like a group. I. I. And did you guys know all the cops? Like were your yeah, uncles actually, the they, cops? No, and they, stuff? we went to school with them and stuff oh like that. Oh my god. So no. they were all like. You mean by the time you were nineteen? By w- when we were nineteen, like they were graduate. Like we were. In a small town, the cops, you you know the cops, the cops know you. Right. It's just a matter of them catching up to you at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then they know your parents. Yeah. And then they and, go to uh, church with yeah, you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's seriously <laughs> oh the God. way it is, kind of. Uh, but in this particular situation, I mean, there's still a lot of people in Tom's River where I come from or whatever, like a lot, like a million or something like that. Uh, lots of people in that town, so you can easily blend in. But there was really not that much graffiti. So with that said, one night that sticks out is uh, we were going out like pretty late. Um, and you were with a crew. I was with one with... of my crew members okay. and another like a, a newbie, you know, somebody that was artistically talented but not up to the adventure. Okay. Didn't know what it entailed. So he called all late, like, yo, I want to join you on your adventure because I know you guys are going out and painting tonight. And we're like, yeah, sure. Happy to bring another person and, like, potentially have somebody else, like, be a part of our crew, make it bigger and better, you know? But he doesn't know the elements that he was an, art, an artist, fairly decent with cans, but didn't know what entailed with being uh, an artist at that point at stage in the game as far as graffiti writing. So when you start graffiti, a lot of the what draws you into it is the the adventures, the night, the the um, the nightness, like being with your friends, the nostalgic moment. That's okay. really what you remember. Uh, you know the lights spending time the bonding that you're not the work that you produce but so much the adventure the the night out you know um and with that said uh we brought this newbie with us and he we were walking on the sides of the street and he was like out in the middle of the street and a cop came around the corner and bam he's right in the headlights and we're on the side of the street. What was he doing in the middle of the we street? We were walking. Was he like watching we, for you? No, or? we were walking to the spot. I'm sorry. Okay. And we were like about very close to the spot where we had to jump a fence and, and like or go and get on it. Yeah, and yeah. jump in, jump a fence and get into uh, uh, you know somebody else's property that was private. And he was doesn't know anything about the ninja 
effect that comes with being graffiti. A lot of us embrace that night adventure and we consider it like being what we call ninja, okay. you know, um, elusive basically. Right. And he, we're on the right. side Turned of the street. The side and yeah, we're like walking on people's <laughs> front yards and he's like in the street, like kind of, I believe that he was half intoxicated. Okay. intoxicated. Okay. So this is what led him to being like put out in the middle right. of the situation. The cop comes around the corner, see, catches him in the headlight like, like a deer. Um, <laughs> doesn't see Poor us thing. we dip into somebody's driveway and hide behind a van oh my God. he runs behind us and then comes up like all loud up behind us and at that point the cop came around the corner and was like rolling slow like trying to look for us but we're in somebody's driveway he drops a can it rolls down the driveway <gasps> no. it rolls right out in front of the cop no. he knows where oh we're on. we are before i can even do anything oh, my, my one homie stizo is over the fence into, the backyard. into somebody else's yard no and way. across he's in somebody else he's in two he is, he's, he's two yards away in under 10 seconds i oh. grab the fence like about to follow him all i hear is what sounds like a horse coming to me the dump the dump biggest dog like no. huge I, I don't know how my 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 buddy must have been like peter pan or something this was kind of a running joke that whenever the cops would chase us my boy would be shoeless <laughs> right, right he would be he could run quicker without his shoes so you would see his shoes there and he would be gone <laughs> his mom's like yeah. i just the cop the cops are always finding these shoes inside oh in 10 and Evidence. a half they're like we have the we have the shoe we just don't have the guy so my friend and i'm talking about he only lives four blocks away on that same street that was he, the guy was originally spotted Peter from. Pan. No, or no, the, the newbie. Uh, the newbie that was originally spotted. And uh, he, my buddy lived on that road. So we went through the, and we had just dipped around the corner where the cop had parked and okay. went through the opposite, went through people's yards. And I went over the yard and just like didn't even think because I couldn't see anything and just didn't, I don't know how I didn't get bit. It must have been a friendly dog. Uh, because I got right across the yard and left my friend behind, okay. the newbie. You the can newbie. get caught. I don't right, care. Right. Uh, so crush I me. get over the fence. I'm in somebody else's front yard going, heading those three blocks towards my friend's house. I actually don't know how this happened, but I passed my friend who's shoeless, Stizo, and uh, he's in the opposite side. He's on the opposite side of the street, and I am. I had crossed the street already, and I was on the side of the street where his house was located. I run to his house. There's a driveway on the side of his house, and I jumped into his car. Oh no way! And he comes running behind me. The cops spot him right in the middle of the street. He runs up behind his property, realizes that the cops have just, he just brought the cops to his house. Oh my God. And he's sitting at his, he sits there for maybe a half a second at his fence to his backyard and decides, I can't bring the cops to my house. Right. And at that point, I'm in, I'm in the car and he's right in front of me and the cops don't know that I'm in the vehicle and they had pulled their car right behind me and they're looking at him, he's in front of the, he's right in front of me at his fence to his backyard, yeah. and then dips around the front of his house and runs about a block away because he realizes he's in front of his house. Right, and right, his, he's gonna. His, his brother, his mother, his grandmother lives there, his whole family lives there. Right. So, um, and, and, I, and, and what I- like rule number one? Like, don't lead the cops to your we house? Just, <laughs> we just went to this most safe environment. We didn't, we don't, you don't ever expect to be seen. You know, okay. like that's part of the game. And that was just, he just ironically got caught because that one cop had called for backup, 
you know, and mm. he got caught by, he got seen by another cop. So basically, when he was crossing the street, uh, this is hard to... to, to Visualize yeah, to, without hands. It's like almost like we are in a center position. Uh-huh. And let's say to the left is where the spot is. Yeah. And uh, he was seen from the right side of the house with that. I mean, we're in the middle position and the cop was to the right right. of the house. So he couldn't see that I was even in the car and the car light was on. So by the time he caught up with my friend, came around to the back of the car, the light of the car had just came off. Oh my God. You know? So what I did was I just stuck my body inside the, like the, you know, where you put your feet. And I just, you know, teenagers' cars just covered myself with garbage that was in my buddy's car. You know what I mean? I had a huge blunt that was like made out of like forged out of like a thousand different roaches. So it was disgustingly smelly. On you? you know, yeah, on me. Oh dear. And there's all I could hear was cops swarming around the vehicle. Oh you know? You had to have held your breath. So nah, nah. So for forty five minutes I was just like pissing myself inside the car and <laughs> I look, uh, and I can hear cops walking around the vehicle like the whole time for about a half an hour because they left their car behind me while they chased on foot my friend for a half an hour. So they came back to the car. Did they catch him? No. No way. 45 minutes later, I get up and I look around and I see some cops walking around foot patrolling with the dog. And I'm like, yo, we are fucked, you know? And, and and, And then they get out of sight car door opens my buddy jumps in i'm like bro he's like i've been he running knew, for a half an he hour knew you were there. Yeah. <laughs> he saw me he saw me get in the car because he was directly behind me but he was in the middle of the street by the time i was over by the car oh. so the cop could only see him and i was hidden behind the house and where's the newbie five minutes later uh-huh. door opens the other kid gets in the car okay. he's like I've been sitting on a, standing on a fence for a half an hour while cops are walking around me, pissed no. drunk. And I'm like, dude, this is why this, like, this, this, this is, is why you don't, yeah, street. so <laughs> the secret is don't drink when you go out and paint, you know? Oh. Anybody who goes out and drinks when you're paint, I mean, everybody has their own relationship with art form, but most likely you're going to produce garbage and you're going to potentially put yourself in line of getting caught, which sucks, you know? Fortunately, we didn't get caught. My boy lost his shoes like usual. Uh, and, uh, you know, it turned out to be a safe situation and a learning experience. So, um, nobody got caught. We continued to do graffiti around town and we were never busted ever. Oh, you're kidding. Never. Yeah. The cops all eventually, like the, the people, the jocks that were in high school with us knew that we were graffiti writers cause we were doing it in high school. And after we graduated and they would like pull us over for tickets and stuff like that, they would know that we were con- still doing graffiti. And they'd be like, yo, aren't you the one doing that shit? And be like, come on, you're a cop. I'm going to talk to you. Bro, come on. Like, you know, I didn't like you in high school. I don't like you now, you right. know? Right. So, um, so if we do get in trouble in that small-ass town, you know, they're not, like, detectives. They're, they can't do anything. If you know your rights, you can just be like, you ain't shit, cops. Right. You know? Right. So, um, and, and you learned your rights pretty quick? You know what? I think that that is something. I have learned my rights basically because I do a lot of graffiti, but the nature of my graffiti by, is like a lot of it is murals and, and stuff like that. Or my, the premise of which I 
take to get my walls, which I haven't, don't really share too much with people, but I'll share with you guys. Okay. Um, when I originally came to Los Angeles, I didn't have any connections here. People knew me through the internet, but didn't trust me. That's just the LA way. Um, amongst graph writers, you got no credibility. No one's going to give you some walls. I don't know what that's all about. People covet their walls, whatever that's on them. So what I did was target walls that had gang graffiti on it. Mm -hmm. I would do like a bird, a face, some type of scenery first, and then do some graffiti and sold. Nobody else would say anything to but, me but because by the, not having be, permission. You yes, would go because and get it. the owner was getting something for free that he saw was a value. He would let me write my name as big as I want and advertise any way I want, and that's the way I would explain it to them. But you would ask. No, he would come up and they would. The, that's how. Graffiti writers and artists will always realize nine out of ten times you approach a store owner, they're going to shut you down. Uh. So why ask for, for permission? Ask for forgiveness. That's the motto I live by. Okay. You know what I mean? That's how I was able to obtain most of the walls I have, by proving myself that I can do art, that even you can, regular person that can enjoy. And you should be a little bit lenient on the fact that I want to continue to do the stuff that you might not understand, the graffiti part of what I do, the letters, the, the colors. Other people who don't understand it might see some value in it, even though they don't understand it, if it's done well, mm -hmm. you know? But you have to give a little sacrifice, give a little bit of yourself to create those opportunities, you know? And uh, that's, you know, how I got a lot of my walls here in LA. And after I started getting one wall here, the people across the street would see the value in it and be like, yo, paint my shit. And I'm not made out of paint and they're not trying to give us money. So that's where donation, the donation aspect it comes into perspective. At that point, I tell them you can donate your property and I can have one of my homies come over and paint it because you don't want to pay for us. That means you ain't going to get what you want, but I guarantee it'll be beautiful and amazing. And you won't have to worry about uh, that uh, acquainted feeling that you get when you walk over to your bit when you come to open up your business and you see that it's smashed with graffiti, right. you know, because uh, a lot of graffiti writers don't know that you know, a lot of people in Los Angeles have, a, a, like, a background in graffiti. Like, they grew up around it. So they don't hate it. They just hate the fact that you didn't ask their permission to get down. Right. So just take the time to, to get shut down, you know what I mean, and take those risks that are worth taking. Right. You know, pick your spots that are going to run. Don't paint on somebody's personal property, you know. Like, target city property that's going to run. Like, that's a lot of thing that, like, artists just, or young graffiti writers maybe don't realize because the people that they have in their life don't, ha don't have a sense of history. That's a lot of what's missing in, in our culture mm. is, a, is a, the, a mentorship where somebody tells you, these are fat cats, these are thins, have all your shit ready, be ready to paint, 16 seconds, 20 seconds, 5 seconds, you know what I mean? 15 minutes, that's what you got. Mm -hmm. You know, and kids are out there with three of their friends in 90 degree weather with hoods, broad daylight, painting with stock caps on the front of people's businesses. And of course, you're going to get targeted by everybody. Graffiti writers, owners, everybody's going to target you because you're being stupid. Ah. <laughs> we should. OK, yes. So many thoughts I have about all those things. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been writing for like 20 years, so I've been in and out of like good and bad things, but I've never once been arrested for right. graffiti. Right. You know, That's and awesome. a lot of that has and to do with all the so words. going but back to going back to what you said. A lot of that has to do with knowing your rights. Mm -hmm. If you know your rights, and you 
start saying stuff like it's you know like you know your sixth and fifth and or your second your fifth your fourth your sixth amendment and stuff like that just learn that shit man cops will just be like they'll back off because they think that you could potentially be a problem for them because most of the time cops are taking the initiative to talk to you they don't know so most of the time I lie to the cops okay. if I don't have or I used to now I have walls for days right um but um, I used to, how I obtained the wall was straight up lie to them. It's all about conviction. I say the owner, the manager, some, just like this. I don't know, the owner, the manager, whoever manages and owns this property gave me permission to paint. No one called you, right? So you got no, you got no reason, you're asking me because no one called you. It's just, uh, you know what I mean? Right. So put it together in your head, keep calm, don't curse, don't get it. Approach him before he approaches you. Walk up to him, don't put your can down, hold it in your hand. Act like it's a job, you know what I mean? And that's how, with the power of conviction, I've been able to sway cops to be, to, to do their job. Right, instead you of take, can say fucking. Instead of take, <laughs> instead of take <laughs> the time to bother us while yeah. we're trying to increase the quality of life and also express ourselves in a positive way. It's we're not being aggressive. All artists, almost 98% of them have pure intentions, positive intentions of just expressing themselves. If it's not political, religious or drug related, it's not really going to offend people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People are going to look in it and look at it and see what they want to see. If you want to see evil, that's what you're going to see. Okay. Good. <laughs> I um thank you. You're thank welcome. you. I, I have a lot to say, right? So artists no are really passionate, evil. just to let you know. I know, right? You know. <laughs> um, I'm. It sounds like anger. It's really just passion. Well, okay. So I I want to tell the quick story about how you and speaking of passion, how you and I met. Oh. Funny story. Uh, so I don't. Do you want to tell it, or do you <laughs> I'll, prefer? I'll jump you in. You, you prefer. Can, so can. basically, I run an art district in my neighborhood that I created by working with my neighbors. Just like I said before, painting one wall. One neighbor asked me to paint their wall. They don't donate anything as far as paint and supplies. So I asked them to donate their property, and their walls rotate. Uh, bi-monthly, like I give people about a four-month runtime, and most of the writers are international writers who are professionals who get paid to do this, and they bless my neighborhood with free artwork. Um, and this gives them avail the opportunity to diversify their portfolio by painting what they want to paint, and then go abroad and tell, like, people's perspective is that got you got paid by this and, you went yeah. you, somebody paid for this this is huge but really it's a matter of sacrificing your own dime and your own time to diversify your portfolio so that you can better yourself in the future and not do commission work but push the work that you want to do okay. so that's what i do in my neighborhood and why, why did we oh uh, so i found you in my neighborhood with wordsmith of all people and um dude is an established whatever you want to call him you know he's, what I mean? A street writer, whatever. Artist. Don't like him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, you know, stencil writers, get out of here. You're not a writer. You ain't taking any like risks. You're posting okay. bills. Suck it. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> know your business, you know what I mean? You're not a part of our world. And I had to approach you and, and question you about it. And you were like, I was like, I originally- You, you stormed I, up yeah, to me. Yeah, because you're at the 7-Eleven that I talk to the owners every single day. I'm, I, I Snapchat with this fool. We're friends, yeah. you know what I mean? And he's been trying to get me to paint in front of his business for years. And because somebody, you guys, <laughs> threw $200 at him, he was- I didn't pay him. He no, didn't. The guy, the he, guy who owns the building, paid him. Yeah. So not me. Yeah, well, he. So anyway, he saw. <laughs> I don't have any money. So anything. It goes back to what I said. He saw perceived value in Wordsmith having paint his building instead of being an active part of our community. Actually, I can tell you differently, but let's let's keep going to just the you and me part of if it. We, I'll tell you. So what anyway, happened I have my own personal that. problems with yeah. the actual owner and the people who rent the spot. The Seven Eleven owners—they're mad cool, but the dude who owns the building ha is not part of our community and doesn't have any investment in it. And until things are have to do with him lining his pockets and enhancing his critical value to his property, he doesn't want to have any involvement with our our neighborhood or the project that I'm doing that I. I would have given to him for free okay that's only minutely true because i can get his attention and make him say yes to whatever you want yeah we'll you can but the I people know. who have been renting the I business know. for him for 15 years I he's know. not listening to them i know so inherently he's not part of our community okay you know so anyway you're getting him you're painting it doesn't matter that dude doesn't matter to me i'll paint his building without his permission okay and um <laughs> uh so with that said, I found you painting the front of his building, the spot I wanted to paint. Yes. And um, and Wordsmith is an established whatever you want to call it yes. in, the, in, the, in our art world. And he didn't feel he needed to say anything when I started questioning what the hell was going on. Right. He didn't Mora think, yeah. is a woman and came forward to, and she's, I would say you're not great with your words. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So you Literally seem real frazzled and unsure of yourself when you're approached <laughs> when you're approached with confrontation, which which what which yes, what I was doing. I, would say that's I was accurate. very confrontational, very angry. Yeah. You know? So I approached her with such aggression, like, I don't want to talk to you. I shouldn't be talking to you. This motherfucker should be talking to me. He's a fucking man. He's out in my streets. I made it safe for him to fucking paint here. If I want, I'll call fucking drifters over from across the street and have you fucking vamped, son. You know what I mean? Know where you're at. But he wasn't you know what he I mean? was saying this to me. Yeah, so, um, yes. but he should have been. I understand. And that. I was getting so angry because he the was dude so was mad. not saying anything. He and he's so a man. Mad. We're writers. Like, man the fuck up. And you're you know like, I mean? how did you get this? What What are you doing? Yeah. You have no right to be here. And I was like, I have every right to be here. I got permission. And, and you're like, this isn't your town. This is my town. And I was like, I'm here doing this because this is what my nonprofit does. And you're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, so my, my perception of the matter was that I had created a safe environment for people to do their art and create, create art in my neighborhood. And yes. I manage it. It yes. is something that I do for no, free. No, and that was the for six most years, valid point of the whole know, thing. That's why I was like. That I donate my time to this and it's just, totally. and people just over, will overlook me. You know what I mean? Well, what ended up happening is, is you and I parted for a second because yes. you turned away and walked away. I think I turned away and walked away. And then I'm over there by myself going like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> right? What was that? Damn it. And then I went and I got my business card and I 
I walked the street and found him again toward where he lives. And he was at the corner of his little area. And, um, and what did I do? You, I, you were like, you were trying to talk to me, but I wouldn't let you speak. Right. And you presented me with your business card. Right. And I was like, fuck this. And I threw it at you. I was no, like, I, I don't. threw it at you uh, first. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> I, I don't want, I was like, I don't want this. I don't want to know you. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, and then, you know. And I said, fine. I cooled, I cooled down a little bit. And, uh, you know, I came to a little bit of sense. And but was, no, then and, I got, then I drove my car through your neighborhood. Yeah, and you were in front and of my I house or some shit. And I slowly went to your neighborhood. And I was like, what? What do you want? Why you are you in front of my house? Me, Why are and you in I front looked of my at house? you and I was like, you were mad. <laughs> and he do you remember that? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to fucking talk to you, but you forced me to to talk to you. I did. And uh, and I came to realize that your intentions are good and correct and aligned with mine. Maybe your your um your uh, approach is different because I'm an artist. I don't know anything about doing things the the formal way, paperwork, you know, and I especially don't like dudes like Wordsmith. So if <laughs> If people like are going to come into my, well, I basically, I do not cater to Los Angeles writers. I mainly cater right. to international writers. And what I said was true. I had made it safe for him to be out in the street. If people, if the drifters and had seen him, have seen since. him out there with gold cans, they'd have been like, yo, give me your shit. Yeah. You're not with that dude. Give me your shit. Yeah. He's not going to give us a problem. You know, no, because I won't real like I like pole with the gangs really isn't much that I know there's a dude that's older than them. They're OG. And it's just a matter of sh shit falling down the line. If they have to catch flack from that dude because I does I do favors for his mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And inherently, I'm trying to make it a safer environment f for their parents and their and their kids and their brothers and sisters and stuff. Which and when they do. take well, when they take the time to talk to me and realize that that stuff that's how I. That's how I'm able to be successful with all the walls, with the coordination of the gangs and the police. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, they, they just police want to be involved with me just because they have bad, they have bad uh, press. And they, you know <laughs> and what I mean? They'll good. do anything to make themselves look better. Well, I like that that we've come full circle with the, even here in Los Angeles, you know the police. Yeah, well, like I said, they want to be affiliated with me because I changed their neighborhood for free, and they get paid to do it. There you go. All right. Well, there we have scheduled that these talks are thirty minutes long, and, and I think we've longer, done right? that. Yeah. No, by by. I love it. Yay! Here, okay. fifteen seconds. Um, awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're gonna be back. We'll talk to you more. About yeah, I'm sure. Other I have a lot to say, right? <laughs> And uh, okay, so we're gonna take a break, and um, not a break. We're gonna take a no. Okay, so that's it for this stories in the streets with East Spy. Thank you for coming, and uh, just yell into the mic. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate Yay. it. Right. I hope to reach. You know, we hope to reach as many people as possible. So t tell your friends. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, good. That was awesome, well played. Did you guys like that? Okay. Hey, thanks for listening. We're really glad you tuned in. 
Immersed in Art was recorded two years ago in 2018. I'm really sorry it's taken me so long to edit these. I want to thank our sound engineer back in the day, Jacob Bumgardner. I want to thank all of the guests who have waited so long for their words to be heard. They are important and we hope to do more. If you liked this, please subscribe, share, and also if you want to be a part of it, just send me an email, mora at offthewallgraffiti.org or hit us up on any of the socials. And I want to do an extra special shout out to Luciana West, who created that amazing theme song. He came over to the house one day, dropped some beats, Avery McCarthy got on bass, and I got on the spray cans, and we made that beat. I think it's awesome. I hope you like it. And yeah, listen up. Let's do more of these.